The following content has been provided by New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. For more information, visit us online at nsa.edu. I'm Rachel Jacobic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we've met this time just a few days late. Yeah, it's Saturday now. We Saturday. meant to have something for you on Thursday, but it's the first week of school <laughs> and life is Things is rough. <laughs> yeah. We've barely, I feel like on Thursday we periodically spoke through the day. But there was no time that it would have worked was, to do a podcast, so it we did it. was epic on Thursday. Well, but we're here week. now, guys. We're here. We're alive. Becca's been through multiple hospitality ventures. Multiple. Like, it's the first week of school, so I teach every day. I've got four classes a day. So I was back for the and first week. And I don't week. even know your schedule yet, so I don't no, even know when I'm likely no, to be able to talk to you. It's hard. Well, it's actually the same exact as last yeah, year. Yeah, I still don't know it from last year. Yeah. Well, anyway... I had that, so zooming through the first week of school and kids are back and we still didn't have enough khaki pants or protractors, <laughs> I felt like we... I ordered Lena <laughs> some polo shirts because I wear polo <laughs> and, I, and the whole time we're like, well, they will be here on the first day of school, which yeah. is fine because you got to wear dress day stuff, so it's no big deal on Monday and then Monday the packages came and we break them open and I don't know, I must have been ordering from some double alternate... Amazon brands <laughs> <laughs> because in the picture it just looks like a basic woman's polo but it came it was a Korean men's polo <laughs> and it, I only know I mean it said Korean on the tag it was like it, that didn't say it in the listing it just when you got it it was clearly another nation's idea of a polo shirt and it oh, was boy. really wide and short <laughs> and like it kind of had like big dropped shoulders <laughs> and I was like aren't you so glad and the best part is I got her some really cute dress pants that uh-huh. uh, at the same order so it was just very comic to That's be like hilarious. well here's the cute pants and you got nothing to wear on top well and so we were doing like deep searches for protractors all over the town mm. anyway it was a lot of frenzy and then I was back to school and then Thursday we had 40 people to dinner 40 college kids freshmen to dinner mm-hmm. and that was so it was Thursday night the day that we if we had been, we should have been podcasting, minute. right? Yeah. So we had, we had that, and then on Friday, which if you're following me closely, that's the very next day, right? I was uh, organizing slash cooking much of the food for a picnic for 250 people. So this is all layered over the top of the first week. What we're seeing is we have really legit excuses. I, I cooked. 64 pot ro- or pork roasts 64 that was too many and I was gonna say that seems high yeah how much is in your it freezer too now? many no the question is how much is in my garbage because after <laughs> you cook that much you don't want to talk about it anymore it's like don't you should have taken me. it down to the humane society <laughs> <laughs> no I the thing is yeah no it was more than I needed I but it was 64 
roast that I cooked. And then I made so much So basically, sauce. it was so like a roast much. for every four people. Yeah, but they were, they were those little small sirloin oh. tip roasts, so they were small, so but they were impossi- still... So that's not no. impossibly, yeah. No, I and I point. was doing the math for 240 people, but you don't know how much are you going to end up with on a right. sandwich, like, and I would much rather throw stuff away than ha- run out, so... Right. Anyway, and I had this, I just bought this giant, giant pot at Costco, actually, but it is enormous. And it is already my trusty steed. Like, I have used that thing a lot. Is that like a stockpot? Like a huge stockpot. Huge. Nice. And then I went to the restaurant supply and bought a ladle that hangs on the edge of it. Oh, yeah. That's everyone's favorite. That is the best idea. It's such a great thing to have. Anyway, so I used my giant pot on Mm -hmm. Thursday and Mm -hmm. made a huge thing of chorizo lentil stew. And then on Friday, or no, they left, I dumped it out and I started in on this vat of barbecue sauce that was probably like six gallons, maybe Mm -hmm. more of barbecue sauce. It's a lot in a pot. And it just kind of gives you that feeling that maybe you're done with barbecue pork sandwiches for a while. Yeah. Just maybe not. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Uh, when Luke and I did that Trinity Fest, uh, I was just starting to feel sick morning sick with Daphne when we did that mm-hmm. big dinner. It was like 800 people or something, but we, we had was it 800? I think it was four. No, no, it was a lot. Was we had more than four? I know. We had bone-in chicken breasts oh, that they were yeah. growing, so we had 750 pounds of raw chicken. Oh, my word. And I was morning sick. And it was a long time before I cared to see a chicken with a bone <laughs> near it. <laughs> like, a, a mighty long time. Yeah, yeah. I was just not involved with it much for a while after no, that. No, I remember that was an epic time of grilling. Was yeah, I wasn't grilling. grilling. Luke was doing the grilling, and he got heat exhaustion. Like, it was, like, hot yeah, in August. It was, yeah, it, was it was crazy. Yeah, so yeah. they had to, yeah. That, yeah. The, but we got through it, and, and it was great to get through it. I got some other ladies who were wonderful, who did, like, the brownies for me. That was great, and... Somebody else did the coleslaw for me, which is great. I got some help with the potatoes. But we had like 120 pounds of potatoes, so I did 60. Somebody else did 60. But still, 60 pounds, that's a lot of potatoes. I don't know if we've talked about this, but a thing with feeding crowds that is, up until I believe the number is 40. 40 is a pretty magical number somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Up to 40, you can kind of make more of what you were making. Yeah. After 40, you have to think of new ways to do it. Like, yeah. you're like, now we need, like, other equipment, or we have to make mm-hmm. it ahead and do this, or yeah. we have to do... It becomes a whole other yeah. thing. Like, you need a professional Well, we're doing kitchen. this once a week. We're having 40 college kids for dinner, and I'm just soup doing... Soup is soup. better. Soup I'm is better for soup. the crowd. I'm it's doing, doable. Well, this week, because of the way it was, I did not do homemade bread. I went and shamelessly bought many loaves of French bread. But the week before well, that, I did... Give it a few more weeks and I you might do shamelessly bread. buy some pop cans of pop, <laughs> pop cans. Oh, the <laughs> biscuit tubes? Yes. <laughs> tubes. Tubes no. of bread. But I'm trying to do just some homemade bread and a big pot of soup, and it's very low-key, and it's... Um, That's what we did last fall. Well, it's what we're about to start doing again for our parish group Yeah, in the fall, and that's what we did last fall for it, and I used my commercial rice cooker that's like a oh yeah cup rice that's cooker. Really smart. so i'll make soup and then put the soup in that i'm just doing it's not even i'm not even like setting the table or anything it's just i have it stacked up like a buffet and you can take it out on the porch and sit down and eat or hang out yeah. inside or you can just find your own way in the world you mm-hmm. know 
So that's exciting. That's well, that's why we are two days late in the podcast. That's one of the reasons. Been, like, and Rachel came and like saved my bacon at the last minute last night, setting up for this picnic because she brought all of her children who are like amazing little assembly line helpers. So there, it was like a trifecta of things that it was great that would thrill them. They mm-hmm. were there with cousins. They mm-hmm. were around food, and they got to be involved. They love to <laughs> like if you say, you know, I need you to shuck corn. They're all over it. Like anything that is. Oh yeah, and I had them packing up little boxes of. Yeah, they love potato it. salad, it's like and coleslaw, green. and extra barbecue sauce, and they were just assembling boxes like so fast. <laughs> it's great. So, uh, but but about the first week of school, I told someone, and I can't remember who, that we would talk about lunch packing, mm. and then I told someone else that we were going to talk about it because people are so all wanting to know. So now we got to cover the lunch. Maybe this will get me geared up, back like back on track. I've been on various tracks with lunch packing. Right now I'm on no track at all. So Right, but it's not I think it's important to notice that it will always you will always have doldrums of these things. Yeah. Because you can't stay constantly no. excited about what's happening in not brown really. bag lunches. But what I do, which has been a huge this is one of those things that gives me a a more pleasure maybe than is reasonable. I'm not okay. sure. I've heard your system before. Are you still doing your system? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. Really? It's like a sustainable system? Sustainable. Survivable. Okay. All right. System. So, I have a bin in the fridge. I have a bin in the cupboard. And I have a bin in the freezer. Okay. Stop and talk about the bin. I bought them at Bed Bath & Beyond. They're just... They're actually for this sort of thing, I think. I mean, they're like fridge bins. You can buy yeah, a like fridge the, bin. It's like, like a hard clear, acrylic. It's just a hard plastic okay. clear drawer, but I mean, I you could use whatever, already. but you yeah, can see through okay. it. Yeah. And then, um, then, then the one, in, one the in the cupboard, cupboard one's one in, in the, the cupboard, one's in the fridge and one's in the freezer. Okay. So the freezer, we freeze sandwiches. Yeah. And I did that when the kids were littler. Yeah, so you can freeze, if you make a PBJ, you can freeze it if you put peanut butter on both sides of the bread. Mm-hmm. If you PB both sides lightly, then you can put mm-hmm. jam in the middle, and then the bread won't get weirdly crystallized on the jam. Yeah, okay, hold on, I have to say something. Yeah. When I was in the thick of this, when I was making multitudes of PBJs every morning, and now my kids pack their own lunches, so I don't. But when I was doing that, and I'm streamlining, and I'm making like loaves of PBJs at a time... Mm-hmm. I just decanted the jam into a squeezy bottle, and then you can go real fast. Okay. It was actually, it was a good system. I really liked it. Anyway, go ahead. Keep going. I, when I make a fleet of PBJs, you don't, my you technique, don't decant your jam. I don't. I don't. What I, I do, like I like a squeezy jam. Is I jam. do the, you know, now, so what I do is I plow through with the PB, and then I come back with a spoon for the jam. That and I too. spoon a blob on everyone, and then I smear it with the back of the spoon. So sure. I don't get Fine. any PB into the jam. That's the part I hate. That's yeah. why I like the squeezy bottle. Yes. So, whew, important okay. topics. Having but, covered the jam whew, front. If you make a sandwich that you want to freeze that is meat, then put, like, butter. Mayo is not, like, I have little, in like, deli packs of mayo that they can throw in their lunch if they want one. But they, um, 
but it just lightly butter both sides of the bread and it keeps the bread from being weird when it thaws. So, so you need some kind of a barrier, but not mayo because mayo is not the one to freeze. And then you, um, and also cheese freezes fine, but it might be like crumblier. So, you know, like if you, if you froze a mm -hmm. slice, it might crumble more when it's done, yeah. but it, it won't be bad, but it is, it's just sure. something to be aware of. So we freeze sandwiches. And I have right now, I have sandwich rolls that I'll like make a huge double batch of sandwich rolls and slice them and then freeze them sliced in mm -hmm. sandwich bags. Yeah. So the kids can grab one out and stuff some meat in it or Kay, whatever. Help me with this because I've done that a lot. But one of the stumbling blocks is when they thaw out and then they're soggy. So, you know, like if, if you freeze them in a Ziploc bag, when they thaw out, then they're kind of gross and soggy and so we ended up taking them out like I freeze them in sandwich bags then pull them out and then drop the frozen roll just in the brown bag like and then I've never had my kids complain about really? this and I haven't been eating it so I guess my kids complain about it so I don't know if so you have another system my kids don't well I just mean if it thaws in a in a paper bag then it it yeah. thaws normally. If it I thaws inside a plastic bag, this it gets not been condensation. It's not there. been a problem in my life. Really? Yeah. You should but, go ask them if it's Well, they are all so weird. excited to have them for their lunches that I don't think they're grossed okay. out about it. Yeah. So right. then the thing in the fridge, so what I'll do is the, the cupboard bin is dry snacks. So it might be granola bars or it might be crackers or it might be, um, I don't usually pack desserts for them, but like I'll buy goldfish or something well you know those like chocolate covered pretzels at costco yeah you know snack factory ones so i'll buy like one bag of those and a couple bags of the plain ones so i'll put a bag of plain ones Mixed. with like two or three yeah. chocolate ones in it so there's sure some dessert bite but it's not like that yeah. much so that's what i put in the dry bin and then in the fridge i would put things like bags of carrots or cheese or salami or olives or um or those little fruit cups or pineapples or like dip, you know, sometimes they'll do like a, you know, like carrots and mm -hmm. something. But they get to pick, so cheese sticks, whatever, they get to pick, I would usually say take two from the fridge, one from the, one from the dry bin, two from the cold and something from the freezer. They pack their own lunches in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I just keep the, I just keep the supplies full mm -hmm. and they get to choose from them. Um, but I found it was super handy and I haven't been doing this, but I recommend it. And I know a lot of you are probably homeschoolers. Having your kids pack their lunch in the morning is still not a bad idea because, because <laughs> I did it with the little kids that I had, um, that I had when they were home, they pack a lunch too, like when the big kids were doing it. And then when they wanted a snack, I'd say get something out of your lunch. Like they would just keep <laughs> their lunch because yeah. the big kids would have a snack too. And then when it was lunchtime, they'd go unpack their lunchbox yeah. and eat it. And we were already done with that. And I, mm -hmm. before I switched to the system, it was like we were still recovering. I would barely get done with cleaning up from breakfast when it was time. Because then what would happen is breakfast would be breakfast plus lunch making yeah. Oh mess. yeah, it's a disaster. So, <clears throat> and you're like, so now I, there's more mess than there would have been just from breakfast. So by the time I get that all cleaned up, we have to make a new lunch making mess. Like yep. we're like, I cleaned that up. Now we're making the next mess for lunch. And then when I cleaned it, it just seemed like we weren't mm -hmm. having and a then lot it's of. it's right about time for after school snacks. Right. But my, the thing that probably pleases me the most in the whole, the whole thing is that.
because the dry bin of snacks is something that I just have going and I buy snack bags or, uh-huh. um, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of sandwich bags yeah. is that I will just throw when we're down to like a few of something of, then I will just throw it into snack bags in there. So like uh-huh. if we had tortilla chips with dinner, but you have like a stray handful in the bottom, I hate yeah. the mostly empty containers of crackers. Yep. Or chips, a bag of or chips with a languishing. Cup in the bottom. Yes, this languishing thing, and then or like I had a big Costco thing of peanuts or something. You know the big yeah. tub. So like when it got low, I'm like I throw it in with some pretzels and a couple bags. So there's a variety in there, all the time for the kids. That's but, actually really, that's really handy because yeah, I hate like a graham cracker box sitting on your shelf that yeah. has a quarter no, it, of a it's shard made at me the keep, bottom. Like my, cup, my cabinets are way cleaner. And the reality is that for me, when there's a uh, most of the way empty cracker box, it's irrelevant. Because if I'm looking around for something, I probably need to like make snacks for yeah. seven people. Yeah. So like something that has four crackers in the bottom is not going to get no. us anywhere. So no. this has been a way that has made me move through things so much faster. Yeah, like, that's super smart. My fridge right now is a real wasteland because I have been focused on other things. Well, probably. no, it's been full of other food. A lot yeah. of other stuff. It was like yeah, a lot of pork, a lot of right. potatoes. And I was getting that feeling of like I need an entire walk-in refrigerator. I yeah, just I have what, to have it. This is what happens with with big event things, I think though, is that you get this weird feeling that all you've been doing is buying food, but there isn't any. Yeah. Like you're like the only thing yeah. I've been doing is going to Costco, going to Walmart, going to Winco, and then I look for it and then I'm like there's no lunch. Yeah. Like, what have I been doing? I that happens to me. But I do, another thing we do sometimes is skipping the sandwiches. I'll make, like, tortilla wraps, you know, like, make mm-hmm. some. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, I haven't done this, but haven't you done this? Tora, I feel like, recommended the already cooked, like, buffalo chicken wi- oh, uh, strips or this something. This was a great idea for kids that have away games where, like, they're going to be gone after school until, like, through dinner. So they have to pack a dinner. And that's tricky because they have to take it with them in the morning, but what Who wants it to be it's going to like junky. sit yeah. in their locker, you know? So yeah, this was a great tip. Um, and my kids adored it. It was, you get one of those great big, like oversized green tortillas and, uh, put ranch dressing on it, chopped iceberg lettuce, and then one of those frozen buffalo chicken strips, mm-hmm. like throw a couple of those in, wrap it up like a burrito. And it just thaws during the day and they yeah kids adored that one that was I need to bring that yeah. one back so sometimes I put like a wrap in the in the fridge bin might be what you could have for lunch but I've also done a thing of making like um sort of frozen burritos a whole billion frozen burritos and those everybody's very happy to pull out of course that's they when they them? yeah that's the kids who can microwave yeah, my kids aren't. Okay. Those are good for packing Ben's lunch, though. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you nice. just put in, you know, beans and rice uh-huh. and beef and everything, and then freeze those individually. Totally, and those are great. Yeah. So, anyways, that was my my lunch system. It's nice for me because one thing I've I haven't consistently done this. I only started trying it at the end of last year, but I thought it was a good. It was. Sunday nights tends to be the time that I would go to the grocery store mm-hmm. with like we have to be ready for right. school in the morning. So I started trying to have my older kids 
come with me and I would give them like an idea, like a budget idea and had them decide what to buy for lunches. Interesting. And yeah. basically give them, like I would have them help try to plan it. But there was yeah. one of the things that was most helpful about that was my children saying, it's really hard to think of something that everyone yeah. would be excited to eat yeah. or something like and it's just good for your kids as often as possible to actually notice the other side of yeah. the situation. There's yeah. something I wasn't really yeah. worried about that, but it was still good to see them being like, "This is really tricky." It's right. like actually helpful. Yeah. Okay, I have something that I think we should talk about. All right, I'm it ready. Just hit me. I'll brace I've been, myself. I've, I've been thinking for the last few weeks. Oh, we should talk about that. And then all I right, do it. You. Talk about it. Um, and that is the Sabbath. Because, especially in these moments of my life where we're going full throttle and everything's totally nuts. And I was telling Ben the other night, I was laughing. I was like, some people, it feels like, manage to live in the center of the merry-go-round. And they're pretty calm. I'm like, we're way out on the edge. We're like flying off and spinning around. And there's a lot of torque sort of happening way out there. Anyway... You know, that vibe. Yeah. And, and we all move. You're like, you cannot be feeling what I'm feeling. <laughs> so we all move. You know, sometimes there's times where you're way out there. Your legs are flapping off the side. And, and then there's yeah. other times when it's kind of calm. You're kind of in the middle and everything feels under control. Um, I would say, though, that as a lifestyle, you and Ben are usually on the outside <laughs> of the merry-go-round. I, I we would are. say that Luke we and are. I are, we are like... I think we play between the outer edge and yeah. the and the in a little bit. Yeah. We're a little yeah. bit in. Yeah. But not always. Yeah, not always. Sometimes we're really flapping and in I the breeze, <laughs> skinning our the knees of our tights off in and the like, in the drainy ditch around it's the like Everybody has seasons. I know that. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Some people their seasons seem to be a little bit less <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> rollicking. Anyhow, um during the really crazy or maybe Stretches. they just don't get as motion sick. Maybe. That could be it. Like, isn't this they're, a blast? Much, isn't yeah. this a blast? And we somehow don't... their hair isn't like flapping mm, in their You're face. like, I don't know. You look to me like someone who cannot be experiencing what I'm experiencing. <laughs> well, so when we're in one of those seasons, I feel like just having Sunday becomes very sweet. Where yes. it's like treasure it, milk it for all it's worth. Yeah. Really get your money's worth out Just of, out of a Sunday. In the Lord's Day, yeah. And it's very funny because we didn't grow up paying any attention to Sunday as being distinct with right. what we did. And then sometime around when well, I was in it high was. school. We didn't talk about it. Well, we Dad, went to, because Dad preached Sunday was always different for us. But it was well, not. We always went to church, but like we would maybe do homework and we would do stuff. And we, we were never not. Really thought we about were it. not theologically Sabbatarians right. until yeah. Right. So like maybe in high school is but when we always prioritized worship. Oh well, worship always happened. I just mean like what you do with yeah. the rest of the day. I just wanted to get that. Yeah, idea. yeah, yeah. For people but who anyway, don't know us, <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, no, we grew up with that. But I remember Dad saying, you know, we need to treat the Lord's Day differently when. Actually, I was funny in high that, school, yeah. and I remember you feel like what? what? Who's Are you telling me, me do yeah. this? <laughs> who's making me do this? 
and you're it's immediately you conjure up visions of little you're house trying on the to say that all i can do is watch the clock tick yeah because it's little yeah. house on the prairie we all like remember horrible. that you yeah. have to sit quietly and you have to only and, look at and someone boring mean, books someone mean is supervising you and it's either a yeah. mean grandparent or god himself has become yeah. and that you person can't play. Yeah. you no. can't do anything don't fun. you laugh yeah, <laughs> that don't talk above a whisper. Yeah, it's really that's terrible. And but the thing is, is if you think about working, if you went like to work for a boss who said, "Now here's one requirement I have: you must take a day off." <laughs> Can you imagine people being like, "What? <laughs> How dare you ask me to take a day off?" This is the <laughs> worst. <laughs> and the thing is, is. It's actually a really sweet blessing to have to just take a day off. Yeah, it's the best. And, you know, and the thing is, it's never been, um, I sometimes hoard things that I wanted to work on that's, yeah. like, self-indulgent. Yeah. Like, Where it fun. feels like I get to do this I'm because like, it's Sunday. I'm like, on Sunday, I'm going yeah. to go down there and I'm so, going to mess around in my yarn room. That's yeah, what I'm exactly. going to do. Or I yeah. might go out and work in my garden because it's like I haven't had a chance to all week and this is so fun because this I had is, so much work this to is, do. This is peace so, and fun. Yeah, right we don't ever treat it like how much energy are you expending and... No, it's not like free, not like be that. still. No, yeah. but we've always, like, it's just a time to, like, have a day off and we were... Ben and I'm just going to say, it's because, bizarre that this is as uncommon as it is uh-huh. among Christians when it is one of the Ten Commandments. Yes, it is. But yeah. people like to, well, you know, because They Jesus, interpret it differently. Jesus yes. did say... You know, the Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So then people tend to think, oh, right, we don't have to worry about that anymore. I'll just work 24-7. But it's actually just a really lovely thing to not. I've actually found, I, for a long time, so we don't believe that this is like a, we're not like Jewish tradition where no. if you moved something, then you're in yeah. trouble because you yeah. worked on the Sabbath. If you push the you, button on the elevator. Obviously not because we're talking about cleaning the yarn room and yeah. gardening. But the idea being that what we do on Sundays is at peace. It's not our normal work. It's it's yeah. just Yeah, whatever. unless the ox is in the well and you just and have to do it. Sometimes the dang ox is in the well and you have to do something. But, Although a couple but, of weeks ago I was saying like, what if your ox is in the well but you pushed him in? Yeah, it's I'm a like, question. are you allowed to get him out? Because we did stuff that ox down in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and one of the things one of the things that I that I noticed was that I think that my definition of rest was wrong. Like sometimes yeah. I I was like, but for me, I realized whenever you find yourself doing this, you know you're on the wrong path. But this is what I was doing when I was on the wrong path. <laughs> what I was doing was thinking but I don't want to just sit in my house when it is not, when it's not clean, right. when I feel like I want my house to be together. It's not peaceful for me. It's not right. peaceful to take a day off of the housework. No. When I know we have all this laundry or when the house here's is not all the together. Dirty dishes from lunch. And I'm like, who wants to be here? Like, not yeah. me. And I don't want to be. And so, um, it was like that element of like, but I'm not enjoying this. Like, this is not nice rest. Right. Was my feeling. Right. And I realized, though, that I was still letting things sneak in because I was not taking God at his word that this would be like, like mm-hmm. uh, my definition of what rest should be was wrong. Right. I was thinking like to adequately rest on the Lord's day, I would like to feel 
I it's like it would like to be like going to a to retreat. A spa. Yes, yeah. somewhere where I don't have a visual on my work. Like <laughs> <laughs> what I don't want to do is sit here and see it. Like I don't right. want to see it. And and so I would do other things and you know, like just try to kind of not I still ha I just wouldn't do laundry, wouldn't clean, wouldn't I mean Yeah, we kind of we stay away from the voc- normal vocation. The normal work. grind. Yeah. Like so if I had to prepare a talk for something, I would not do that on Sunday. I would wait. If I, I had to, yeah, I don't if you had to prep papers. for teach, you wouldn't do that Sunday. But, like, for instance, if we're getting ready to do a fun lunch with the family, we'll probably oh, yeah. go to the grocery store. Or I will clean we'll the kitchen like, yeah, as we're making. Let's get so, those yeah. pots and pans. Or we'll hit the grocery store. But I would not go do my weekly grocery shopping on Sunday. No, I wouldn't lunch. do that either. No. So, well, the thing that struck me, or on Sunday, I might rearrange a room. But I wouldn't go clean the bathrooms and try to do yeah. like I might be yeah. in a like you know what sounds fun I'd like to yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, uh, though, that I found is that when I just go ahead and obey first, <laughs> shocker, funny how that shocker is. when I just go ahead and take the day off, whether or not I thought it sounded fun to be in the house with it not all clean. The thing that happens is that we we go six to six from like Saturday, Saturday night, night until yeah. six at at um, Sunday. So when it hits six o'clock though, I am so ready. Like, yeah. and it's funny because since doing that, no matter what, like we've since high school, I've, we've honored the Lord's day differently than we used to. Yeah. But since in different yeah. phases of growing older, I've changed some things, but now Mondays are one of my favorite days. Okay. And I think it is because I was thinking of rest in a very different way than the rest that it actually gives me because the rest mm-hmm. that it actually gives me is I am like so ready for the week and like yeah. let's do this thing let's yeah. clean this up let's get this yeah. laundry done let's do all this and and I've even started I used to sometimes go out like on a Sunday afternoon I might go try to be somewhere else in part so that I was not yeah. witnessing what I needed to sure. do but even that I found to be less productive because if I just stay home I get so much done Sunday night and like, it's like, well, and you know, we just have this, it's just sort of turned into this, but after church on Sunday, we'll just think like, okay, what would be fun to have right now? And we try some random new recipe. We get the whole family sort of in there. We, you know, it might be where we just experiment with something. We open a nicer bottle of wine we end up sitting down and it's just like a fun, long, kind of very, very unplanned and very mellow and very, I don't really care how long it takes to cook or when we sit down or it's just, it's really it's fun. relaxed. It's not how you would ever do it on a Wednesday night, you know? And, um, because the summer has been really crazy for us and Ben and I were like, yeah, we didn't really take any time off at any point. Like, yeah. we went out on the boat one Sunday afternoon and got a terrible, uh, you know, everything got, went oh, wrong. Right. We had to go yeah. get rescued. That happened once. And we made it out one yeah. other Sunday afternoon. And that's the sum total of wow. our, like, vacation time. Right. But in a season of life where, where you're just running like that, right. it's like, well, guess what, though? We didn't need to take a whole week off to go somewhere as fun we as that would day be off every week. because it's like God actually built that in didn't mm-hmm. he like and if you just take advantage of the weekly break that God, what God gave, gave you. you yes it actually 
you can keep on. Yeah, and that's something that I've said many times to people is they're like, because talking to moms or encouraging people, when you're encouraging people, you have to assume that they need to be encouraged, which means that some of the field of people I mostly talk to are discouraged moms, like are okay. people who are in that, like, sure. you know, so in that field of people that how common it is to think, I just need a friend. I just need uh, someone to help with this. I just need, it's a list of things that we need that is in somehow, some way not really attainable. Sure. Usually, like, yeah. I just need, you know, a break. I, need, I need a vacation. Yes, I need, a... I need something to not be sure. what it is. And But the funny thing is how often we, it's like, you know, if you actually needed something, you know the Lord would provide it. Yeah. Like, what you actually have mm-hmm. is what you need because it mm-hmm. is what he's given you. You know, like, and but one of the things that you're pointing out is that, that here's the Sabbath, a weekly major boost and help that the Lord not only gave it to us, but, but requires us to do it. I love that he says, Hey, take a, take a day off. And people go like, how dare he? (laughs) This is so restrictive. Yeah. And it's very funny because you can either view it as something that's being taken from you. Right. He's taking away my chance to do the dishes. I love my work. Yeah. Or he's giving you something. A which huge is, amount of freedom. Let's let's just do a quick peruse of some of the temptations that go with this. Ready? Mm. You ready? I want to say before you peruse them, when we when Dad first told us this is what we we're gonna do, and we were all like, "You mean we don't get to do our homework on Sunday?" <laughs> which seemed a little bit like a shocker because of course we weren't doing our homework on Saturday because you still have another day of the weekend yeah. so you're yeah. not going to do it on Saturday because that's your day off. <laughs> it's like so funny. We're like, like Saturday Saturday's my free day. I... <laughs> so 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 dad switched it to us. He said, "No, I don't want you to say you don't get to do it. I want you to say you get to not do it." Yeah, and, and it was like, like, "Oh, I get to not do like, it." Well, it's I a see this in a thing. different way now. Yeah. When you say it's Sunday, you get to not do that. Yeah. You're like, "Awesome, love that." Well, about I'll Sunday. tell you though. Here's here's where I. Sorry, you guys say peruse the sins. Yeah, the, sin the catalogs. sins. The sins that come along in the caboose. Yep. Of being on the Sabbath. Here's one that I, I remember this, especially when the kids were smaller. And I think I had that idea that you were mentioning where it's like, this is not peaceful. It's it's not (laughs) peaceful for me because you know, where I'm just like, one time, the I, idea of going to lay down or something on the couch one while time, the lunch mess is everywhere is okay, sort of so hideous. It is. It, hideous. I, this is a aside. One time when I had to do a bunch of physical therapy and stuff after the twins because I had some major back issues and stuff after having the twins. So at one point, and this was physical therapy for like I couldn't stand up straight yeah. if I was not doing this stuff. So it was painful. It was not good. I am lying down on the on our floor trying to do some of my little like physical therapy uh-huh. work, and my children, including so it was four of them at the time, I don't know Blair was a baby maybe, were running around me in a circle, uh-huh. just hot and hot it like fat toddlers in the loop running, and then what a, oh, I think it was Lena says all of a sudden like now I get it she's an obstacle course. <laughs> <laughs> I feel 
like, this is what you mean. This is not chill. This is not rejuvenating. This is not peaceful. I'm trying to lay down, but I am an obstacle course. Uh, Anyway, sorry, that was a little... No, so here's the thing. Here's what can happen. Let's say the rest of the family has kicked back. They're schnoozing. They're reading books all over the floor. They're all having a glorious mood, guys. (laughs) And then you can start feeling like, fine. Everyone else appears to get Sabbaths. I guess moms apparently don't deserve Sabbaths. Because... Because moms Moms have to be the bussy, bussy... (laughs) Bussy and fussy. You know what I meant. The fussy, bossy bossies of the world. Where it's like... Maybe I'll just walk upstairs with a little bit of a about it and and then I'll be up there wondering why no one comes to ask me how I'm doing. <laughs> how dare they nobody, not check? Nobody they don't even care. The cool vibe They're that in the I was thick giving of off. Their, that thick I was of their Calvin Hobbs. <laughs> and so it's like because they don't you know, care about like, me. They don't value no. my work. And it's not peaceful for me if the dishes are out. So I am going to have to do the dishes because apparently. Apparently, I don't get to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> this hopefully is mostly said in your head and then shut up. Yeah. So the thing is. Don't is do that. that. Like, just try to enjoy the day and yeah. the chance to not have to worry about it for a little bit. Uh-huh. And then get back in a groove. And like you're saying, somebody... it's like, it's a little rejuvenating afternoon. And then hit it in the evening. Because we take like, Saturday oh. evening off. So that's why we go to mom and dad's. Well, we'll do it in an hour. Um, right. We have a big Sabbath dinner and, and kick it off. We kick it off. We kick off the Lord's Day Saturday night at 6. Mom does a bunch of the cooking. And we come and have a big, lovely family dinner. And then it's sort of, that's the beginning of the Lord's Day. And then 6 o'clock Sunday night. We hit it again. We like, run to win. Run to the grocery store. Yeah. Get ready for the week. All of that kind of thing. But it really, like, if you can, if you can lay down your treasured notions of how you would like a calm, peaceful afternoon off, or go do something fun somewhere else. Yeah, go, change just leave the, the house. Just go that, out. That I I do. Although the more busy our life has gotten, the more I'm trying to not do that. The more I try to actually just like you know what. I don't want to go run and do anything. I want to put yeah. my feet up and read a book and yeah. just not and just yeah. not do anything. And because then by the time we get to six, I'm actually still have some energy. You can burn all your energy having fun or yeah. relax. You're like, oh, let's go on but a long know, walk in the country is delightful. But I don't right now. It's not strategic for me. No, because and then the I end is, up tired. You know that kind of guilty pleasure of there's a bunch of laundry to do and there's dishes to be done, but I'm in the middle of a really good book and I really don't want to put it down. Just read it. But it's like, but guess what you get to do on Sunday? Read you it. could maybe just ignore that stuff. Um, okay. Speaking of books, I think I mentioned that I've been reading, um, missionary biographies, right? Yeah. So one that I just read recently, um, was mm, no idea what it was called. That's helpful. <laughs> it's about Isabel Kuhn. I think. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, the important part uh, that I was going to bring up was a quote. One of the things I love about reading these old missionaries, a lot of them who all knew each other, kind of like in the 20s, there was like, 
you know, Moody Bible Institute or whatever, mm-hmm. they were, a lot of them were very, you know, they were very influenced by each other. So yeah. it was like, I heard so-and-so speak and this was their message. And I carried that with me for the rest of my life. Like this was something yeah. that I came back to. Um, and it's funny because two, oh, I have two things about this. One of them is how much of the theology we disagree with in a lot of these. Yeah. And that, that has been a really neat thing for me to see. Not because, not because it's changed my theology, but because you feel like it, may, it gives me such a bigger perspective of God as a father. Like, yeah. Because when you have someone who you think is being a little bit nutso about something or very wrong-headed about something, mm-hmm. but they're still giving their testimony with God's tender care of them and how he brought them yeah. through different things. And you think how much God loves this wild diversity of children that mm-hmm. he has and that he... When you hear other people talking about him, it's like, well, this is my father who I know really well, but here's one of my siblings talking about him like they... Like they know him well, too? They know him well, too, and they know (laughs) him, and this is what's funny. It's one of these weird contradictions. They know him the same and very differently. Yeah. Like, they know him... Right. But they know parts of him that I did not know. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, they've Uh seen a side of him... Sure. That I did not, and yeah. that I had not seen. And it's wonderful because if you love your father, you love to hear more things about right. how he has been. Anyways, one of the phrases that struck struck me, and I need to revive my commonplace book again and yeah, write things exactly. like this in it. She learned from some other missionary, and now I can't remember who. It might have come down from, um, what's his face in China, you know? Um, oh, man. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor. That's okay. what I was going to say, but I might be wrong. I'd have to consult it. Anyways, she said uh, it was a phrase that she learned and used many times in her life, which was learn to, to move men through God by prayer alone. Okay. And I was like, it's a really, it was like when you meet one of these impassable people situations, sure. Yeah. it was like learn to move people through God by prayer alone. Like, without you trying to make things happen, like, Mm -hmm. go to God. And then this was something that she'd been taught by another missionary, which then she applied in her life many times and and thought of it as truer and truer as time went on. That by just praying to God about people problems, you can move people. Interesting. Anyways, I thought that was a really, that's really like, that's good. An, it's, it's something that I feel like now I'm going to need to explore. No, that's this. Really Like good. this is something I need yeah. to think um, more on. Look how long we've been talking. Blah, blah, we blah, should, blah. We should probably wrap Hot this thing tips. up. Hot um, tips. Hot tips from us. Do we have any? Do we indeed? Oh, hot tip. I have oh, one. Hold I have on. One. This isn't even a tip. We have to say something. Rachel and I are going to do something we have never done before. Oh, let's skip tips. Yeah, okay. No, we have a hot tip. Come to Come a conference to in a conference. Fort Worth. Rachel and I are going to speak at a conference together, which we have, well, we've done that before, but only locally. <laughs> we've never. I was still like, no, no we haven't. Yeah, we, we have. have. We have. We have. We've never flown we anywhere never, together. Rachel and I have never before gone on a trip Why together. Why would we? Why would we? I Basically, we go on trips to hang out behind Goodwill and do podcasts in the car. But <laughs> or, <we've>, or, <laughs> or right now, next to whatever these things it's are. It's a big hedge. We're kind of parked behind a big wow. hedge in a but neighborhood. we're going to Fort Worth this time. We are. We are flying together yeah, to tell Fort us about Worth. This. Yes. Okay, in so October, It's right? October 5th through 7th. It is a women's conference called 
Building a Culture of Biblical Femininity in the Home, Church, and Community. And I feel like there must be a website here. Okay, yeah. Um, rockcreekbc.org is apparently the website where you can find more details. So if you happen to be nearby Fort, Fort Worth, Worth or in October, <laughs> we're going to be there. We will be there too. We will be there having come together. Yeah, and I think you're going to be talking about even exile and stuff, right? Yeah, we're going to be talking well, about women. We're talking about stuff. Femininity. Stuff things. that we talk about. We're going to talk about some stuff that we talk yeah. about. So you should come so too. that. Yes. Yeah, that would be fun. All right, well, have okay. a, a joy-filled... When are we posting this? That's this, a valid, valid I don't question. Know. Whenever this finds you. It's kind of you know, like a I message think... in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that we're recording oh, man. it. We should have named it the podcast in a bottle. <laughs> well, yeah, we could have. <laughs> Casting our bottle upon the waters. <laughs> And you will find it after many days. I feel like we joke about this multiple <laughs> times, don't we? Do we? Yeah, I always, a portion for seven well, see, I and remember, also for eight. I, my kids always wondered when they were little, like, cast your bread what upon the waters and you will find it after many days. It's like, that doesn't sound good. It doesn't, it doesn't. sound appealing. What does it mean? You're like soggy breads coming oh, back. Oh, this is interesting. I recently just... I, recently mean today because I was talking to someone last night you know I think I mentioned that Jesus called Herod a sly fox once or something okay. Jesus said that fox but he doesn't say it's a sly fox and that's what everybody thinks he means when he says like we attribute because people say a fox would be like a sly? cunning or okay. a wily person but I just discovered this that it is not that it's not what it meant at the time okay that they would say a lion was like a king like a lion is like a big man but a fox was like the not important like it's like it's like saying oh, really? he had like little man syndrome. Really? Saying, yeah, because a saying would be like, you're a lion, the son of a lion, mean like you're an yeah. important man, the son of an important man. Sure. Or sometimes they would say, you're the fox, the son of a lion, like that your oh. your father was a great man, but you're kind of nothing. Oh. And so when Jesus says that Herod is a fox, he's kind of saying he's really? he's nothing of interest. Interesting. Yeah, he wasn't. But they were saying it's, are, it's awkward because what prompted this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think what prompted it was <laughs> totally forgetting about the podcast and just wanting to tell you that. <laughs> we should have. We should have before I got there. But guys, like be like, but guys I think I think you needed to know that for your week. <laughs> don't be foxes. Be lions say, this we're week, not, ladies. We're not doing a very graceful job of ending this podcast, but we did a really bad job of starting it. We we had to try like four oh, times. Oh man. Which never happens. We kept no, getting we very got, like mm. off and cracked up and weird and making strange noises and <laughs> weird sentences. All right, well, guys, now we're going to sign but off. We need to shut those down, and then I'm going to tell <laughs> Becca some more unrelated tidbits. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Bye. New St. Andrews College thanks you for listening.